the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tuesday, let's get it underway. We got through Monday. That was kind of tough yesterday. Mondays are tough. They're just just tough. Although we had a lot to talk about. We still have a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, We'll zero in uh, more on the state of Arkansas today than on, uh, you know, the dip that's holding down the the White House right now. We're not going to talk too much about that. You probably have heard enough about it as it is. There's multitudes of programs that uh, air throughout the day, but only this two hours, basically, here on 101, do we spend time talking specifically local issues. We're lucky today. We got the females here for the uh, power panel. Elizabeth's here. Heather's here. Missy's here. But they uh, they drug around uh, along another guy. Uh, You've heard him before here on my show. First time I've met him personally. Uh, Seems like a nice person. You know, uh, Greg Payne is here. How you doing, Greg? Morning, Dave. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good to have you with us. Uh, we want Greg to bring us up to date, uh, if he can, about what's going on around the state dealing with mask mandates, CRT, and all that crap. Because you've been you've you've been into it up to your eyeballs, up to my eyeballs, and then some um, on the mask mandate specifically. Um, CRT, not so much yet. Uh, I've not been Don't worry, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff coming. Um, but yeah, the mask mandates. Um, a lot of a lot of schools paid attention to what happened up in Benton County. Um, Judge Duncan's order. Um, Judge Duncan. You know, we've talked about this. Judge Duncan did, did a pretty uh, thorough examination of state laws in Arkansas and found that there's no statutory authority. Uh, for school to uh, exercise their independent judgment. Now, wait a second. The governor doesn't agree with that. Uh, well, the governor doesn't agree with me on a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, the king? Yeah. I'm just saying, it was, the king I, I, does I was not stunned agree. by that. Well, I think that how she, you know, she appealed parsed it. that He's, down, it was wrong. He said it wasn't well-reasoned. Yeah. Well, Fox uh, is the one that wasn't well-reasoned. And I, and I, took, I took offense to that because I briefed that for the judge. <laughs> yeah. So I took that personally. And uh, therefore, I've been traveling the state, school to school. Good. To, uh, just describing how how wrong the, the governor is and why it's in the executive branch, not the judiciary branch. That's good. That is good. It, Thank you. Know, you. Is there good. are three branches, by the way, if you did not know. Because you can be in the state of Arkansas and you think that... <laughs> There's only one. One, yeah. And it's the governor's. And that's not true. You've got the, you've got the governor. You've got the judiciary, which is the Supreme Court. Then you've got the executive, which is your, you know, Congress. Well, Congress, I said, but that's not what it is. In the state level, you've got the state house, which is your representatives and your state senators. 
all of them are equal branches, although over the last few years, the governor has been given more and more power. Start at BB, I guess, really, really Mm -hmm. got involved in that. Uh, You know, the the nicest guy in politics is what I always heard. You didn't see the people who would go in to see him and then watch him walk out in tears. I was thinking I mean, of men behind and those women. closed doors. Yeah. It was exactly incredible. Right. Absolutely incredible. Uh, he'll never forgive me for when he was given a press conference and saying that he wanted Arkansas. You know, that we, we were, were going to be one of those states that looked at this Obamacare thing and he wasn't sold on it and everything. And then I got the Sibelius letter that he wrote to her saying that he wanted Arkansas to be the first state the first. that put Obamacare into it. And I read it. I was reading it on the air while he was having a press conference saying just the opposite. The yeah, King didn't like that either. Well, it's, yeah. not, it's, not just, it's not just separate branches of, or it's not just equal branches of government, it's separate branches of government. Right. And, and, and we fought that battle last year. Yeah. Uh, regarding the, the governor, where he, we determined he was also not going to just be governor, the executive branch, he's also going to be a legislator um, <laughs> to take over the legislative branch. So we had to step in. And do well, not only about that. not so much him, but the Department of uh, Health was going to be the yeah. legislature. Yeah, yeah. That's well, the thing that bothers me. See, politicians have learned how to kind of, kind of get around some of this stuff. Have you ever wondered why there why there's an EPA? Have you ever wondered why there's a Department of Education? It's because they're gutless. They don't want to pass laws that they're going to be held accountable for oh, because they have to vote about to vote on things. They want to, they want to let the the bureau rats take yeah. over. Well yeah. that was that was uh uh Justice Scalia before he died. That was his bugaboo. I mean, rightly so. Over delegation of authority is unconstitutional. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to address that one of these days in the state of Arkansas because you're right. It's it's an abdication of legislative responsibilities to over delegate power to the executive branch. That's how you stay in office. I was going to say it sure works that. for them in but, elections. But I'm, no, I'm not saying it's right. I'm no, just saying no, that that's why that. they do it. But that's um, I'm hoping I'm hoping we're going to change some of that. I hope so. Um, and you know, uh, it, it's going to be because right now, as a lawyer, you got to have to be you, you got to be reactive to whatever legislation yeah, right. do. I'm looking forward to to the opportunity to be proactive and I working actually, with them, huh? Uh, not, not working with them. Well, working there. <laughs> Yeah, Watch working there. I'll okay. be in the building. <laughs> okay. Um, w- working with them is yet to be determined. Taking on a new role. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to alienate anybody right off the bat. No. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to 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 get in there with a bunch of like-minded people. And I know there are some. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had those conversations already. And uh, you know, changes are going to come, and it'll be helpful with the new governor, regardless right. who that is. Um, you know, we're going to have the opportunity to change some of that philosophy and take some of that power back from the executive branch. Because like I say, it's not, it's not just equal branches of government, it's separate branches of government, and we should be able to deal with that. Okay. Now, I'm not going to put uh, Greg on, on the spot on this, but I'm going to bring the, the ladies in here and put them on the spot. <laughs> As you're watching uh, the, the run for office for governor, and so many people are, you know, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. I mean, she's got a 57-point lead is the last thing I heard. Right. And you got, you know, you got Leslie sitting up there, and she's been run, running a lot of spots, and she's she's done a lot of good things. She's made some bad decisions. She stood next to the governor on hate crime legislation. That was a big mistake. Yeah. But with all, with all that said, is everybody sold on Sarah? 
No. No. Are you hearing uh-uh. that amongst mm-hmm. the people? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm hearing it all over the state. Um, people are waking up and they're wondering why she is not touching base on state issues that are going on right now. Um, and that's one thing I can say about Leslie. Leslie is very relevant as to what's going on in the state. Mm-hmm. Sarah, she just the only thing she touches on is on federal, on national stuff. You can't get her to touch base on anything state, any state issues. You don't get her emails? I get I, her emails, I know. but and, they're not relevant. And you know? They're not. They're always talking about the Biden agenda, right. bringing it down. And then and they're generic. Right. Even then, the, it's like, generic. this isn't good and I'll do better. Well, even when she I mean, was doing ugh. her tour, yeah. you know, I specifically was like, where do you stand on mandates? You know, we're fighting our school system on these mm-hmm. mass mandates. And she's like, I'm not for any mandates. But I, her children go to school at Little Rock Christian. And guess what? They don't wear masks, right? Well, well, I they believe do. they do. And she hasn't fought it. I don't and think so. And so she did go show to up to, to the rallies with us. You know, she hasn't been there to like speak right. her opinion. And I know she's not in office anywhere, so she has time. Yeah. But she has been at numerous very high dollar fundraisers. Exactly. And I'm, I'm offended by the fact, I saw an article recently, she's got $11 million in her war chest. Right. That's 40% more than the highest amount that's ever been raised in our state mm-hmm. for that race. What the hell? I don't know. What is she going to do? I mean, why are we having an election if you got a 57 percent, you know, and you got 11 million? She's up to something else, and I don't appreciate it because I feel like it's on the What have I said, Elizabeth? What what did I say from the very beginning? And everybody said, no, Dave, that ain't going to. I said, you look at what she's talking about. She's got Washington in her side. Absolutely. Why is she not running for Senate? I mean, she should be running for Senate or something like that, not governor. Right. This so. is the way I feel about it is she's using Arkansas as a stepping stone. And it's so very clear, right. even from the get-go, it's not even a, oh, I'll switch after I'm in office and no one. I mean, it's very clear. I want yeah. everybody to know, I have nothing against Sarah. I don't know. I either. think Sarah is uh, a conservative. Yeah. I, th- I think she's more conservative than her father is. I think she fell a long way further from the tree than than her father is all right i remember when her i remember when her daddy was governor that's what i'm saying i hope you're when i first got here and he fought me tooth and nail she says she learned everything about politics at her daddy's knee that's what worries me i just don't want someone spineless trying to get rid of the the food tax i mean mike huckabee fought against getting rid of the food tax yeah it took a it took a democrat to start cutting the food tax. That's so all. Let's see. the only thing I'll ever say positive about BB, okay? He did do that. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, when I see Mike, I like mm-hmm. Mike. I'm good friends with Mike. But I'll tell you what, we don't talk politics. Mm-hmm. When, so you ask, re- when you ask her about the mandates, she's real quick to say that she's against mandates. But I caught her <laughs> at one of her rallies and I said, Sarah, I want to know, how do you feel about corporation mandates? You know, the vaccine mandates coming down from the corporations. And she just kind of looked at me like a deer in a headlight. She didn't want to answer the question. And she's yeah. like, well, as a Republican, you know, I'm for business rights. And I'm like, well, as a Republican, you should be for individual, individual rights. Individual rights. Thank you. <laughs> if you're There's nothing a, in our Constitution right, about business, business rights. rights. Yeah. Nah, but there is. It has been determined that businesses have rights. <laughs> it has been determined. It is. Well, oh. if you go with the, if you go with uh, the Constitution, the Supreme Court had to say on that. Right. Same with uh, right. separation of church and state. Yeah. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Supreme Court. Sorry. Supreme Court's also said something about um, uh, cooperative efforts between corporations and, and the government. And if you get a cooperative effort between corporations and government, it's called the public. It's, a, it's public the public private. purpose doctrine. Yep. And if you have the public purpose doctrine, 
So you're no longer talking about private enterprise. You're talking about quasi-governmental actors, and they can violate your constitutional rights just as much as the state can. Especially well, if they're I acting think, by, on behalf of the government, right? I think, and that's what's happening now like because Biden. until he came out and turned OSHA on, uh, the president, there was nothing in writing telling businesses that they had to. There's still nothing. It has not, still not been legal. done. 27 right. lawsuits now? That's oh. unconstitutional as well. They'll stop it. They're going to stop Two courts it. now found that both unconstitutional. Yeah. Well, temporarily. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk further about this. PI Roofing, don't forget about them. They take good care of your roof. I have not let any other roofing company even walk on my roof since I bought my house in Cabot. Uh, they do all the work that needs to be done on my roof. They replaced the roof. They did a fantastic job. In fact, the felt that they put on my roof, something was wrong with it. And it screwed up. They I called and said, "Hey, there's really my my roof looks really weird." This was after they put the new roof on. It looked like it had waves in it. it looked like water on top of my uh, my roof. They came out, looked at it, and said, "Yep, uh, that that felt there's something wrong with it." They tore it all off, put the new roof back on. No cost to me, none, zero, nada. They clean up after themselves. There'll be no paper around. Take a big magnet around your house after they're done. Pick up the nails. That, and if you've ever been around a roofing, you should wear a, you know, a hard hat because it'll feel like you're rain, it's raining on you and those, those uh, little nails are pinging off of the top of your head. So bottom line, they pick all that up as well. They do a great job. It's PI Roofing, Joel Johnson stand and Veronica stand ready to serve you, 707-3221, or go to piroofing.com. All right, we continue on here on the Dave Elswick Show. The female power panel is in. Missy is here from Cabot. <laughs> We've got Elizabeth here from Conway. i got Heather, who's from all over. All right. That's right. The she, state of Arkansas. She travels the state, as well as we, we have Mr. Payne here who has been with us before. He's a lawyer. Uh, he has been, you know, critically involved in the mask mandates that, uh, you know, are, are being knocked down now because of a win he got up in northwest uh, Arkansas. He did a great job, uh, you know, it's not prosecuting. What What is prosecuting. prosecuting that case? He did a good job on, on it. And uh, I just, I found it ridiculous that you have the governor of the state saying that the uh, judge in that case had it all wrong, basically, and that he agreed with what Fox said. Yeah, the governor yep. thinks that the judge is wrong. Yeah, yeah. he right. does. I know, you know I know. No, I'm does. just saying. There probably needs yeah. to be some clarification on that. People people are confusing um, the, the case over Act 1002 uh-huh. or, or, yeah, with what happened up in Benton County. They're those totally unrelated. Okay. Act 1002 is so based, rests solely with constitutionality of that particular act. It's got nothing to do with whether or not there's any authority in Arkansas law for states' mandate, or for schools' mandate masks. Okay. I mean, for my purposes, Act 1002 was superfluous because they don't have the, you don't have to ban something you don't have the power for in the first place. So, I mean. But isn't that what we do with our laws? Is we add more laws on top of the laws we're not enforcing to make the laws work better. Yeah, schools don't have any power, yet they're doing it anyway. So what does the legislature do in that event? Well, they, they pass a ban. Right. Yeah. I right. want to make it per- perfectly well, clear that you guys can't do this, even though there's no authority under law, because you guys are doing it anyway. 
But so if you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's what they do is pass laws. Well, yeah. But the voice of reason, you changed that whole conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But nobody, nobody asked me first, so. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> They're all out doing what they want to do. I mean, it, it stuns me. Is, you know, I had somebody write to me and they said they had heard that, that Biden is going to go through with the OSHA thing even though the Supreme Court has put a hold on it. And I, I cannot find anything that says that. There, is, there are stories out in the news this morning yeah. that are saying that the White House is telling people, do it anyway, never yeah, mind. Yeah, they, the they, 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 they wouldn't dare because they'd be in contempt really quick. Yeah, absolutely. I was yeah. going to say, since when can our government tell you not to no, no, follow they're, they're the not gonna ignore. They're not going to ignore well, the judiciary. Yeah, they'd be foolish. I'd, I'd be surprised by that. They, they'd be really foolish to they do don't that. They worry about breaking the law, anyways. I think you know, there's a you know, there is there. still there is still a bottom on how low Biden can go, and he, <laughs> he does not want to find that. Let's just put oh, it. we probably will see it. Within he doesn't. He doesn't want to find it. Now, Harris, on the other hand, may find it here shortly. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a, she's really amazed. Oh, Let's yeah, send her to France. I'm to just so out. embarrassed. Like these people that they say are like, yeah, yeah. If, if you want to know why Harris got to where she's at, go back and read the story about Willie Brown in California. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all you got to do. I'm just telling you. Well, you can tell that. just by when she speaks. It's like, oh, yeah. she, she doesn't know anything. No, I'm so embarrassed that she is the first woman vice president. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm cackle. Like, oh, yeah, that's all she does. Yeah. Just cackle. Yeah. That is so disgusting. Yeah. You know, we can be. We can be worse than this. Let me just say that. Yeah, she's uh, but yeah, it's 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 really sad. Okay, so what are the big big issues besides the mask mandate? Although I think that in some places now has cooled down a little bit because thanks to you, Greg, and thanks to the the the, the lawyer or the uh, judge. Uh, and other people listening to what the judge said said, Ooh, "We don't want to push." Well, thank this. God they didn't listen to our judge, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say anything negative about any judge, but um, yeah, that was part of the, the. We fell into that trap on the standing issue, and and Judge Duncan disposed of that pretty summarily about you know, do, do your parents live in your school district? Yes. Uh, do they do they allege their constitutional rights been violated? Yes, and that's all you need for standing. I don't, I don't know what happened up in up in Cabot, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know that's that's that was a that was a missed opportunity. Well, I think parents, the ones that I speak with in Conway, they are aware that masks at the moment are sort of a quiet issue, but they're very aware yeah. aware that well, it's going to come that, back. The case also separated um, the true believers from people who were on the on the fence, right? I mean, the the the, the school districts still have mask mandates. Those are the those are the true believers on you know on on. They don't care. I mean, you know, Terry McAuliffe in the state of Virginia made that idiotic statement about. <laughs> We don't think that parents ought to be involved in the child's ed- education. That's right. right. All the school the school districts that are still maintain their mask mandates are of that ilk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we've, we're dealing with those. We've got, I think we have, we filed in El Dorado Friday. Um, we, we uh, Fayetteville's coming. Fayetteville's coming. Um, and, you know, some of those outlying areas like that, although I don't, Fayetteville's just, Fayetteville's out to lunch. But they, um. But they, but they are. I mean, they really truly believe they they made the statement in their school district meeting, board meeting, that they're waiting on the vaccines. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what that means exactly because they can't mandate the vaccine. You know, the, all hell's gonna break loose if they tell parents they got to vaccine their vaccinate their children. You know that. You know, mothers like like these three, especially this one, 
Um, <laughs> he just touched and let, Missy. Let me make it oh, clear. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Let me make it clear. I'm actually not a parent. I have no children. I am offended and outraged as a taxpayer. I pay 125 plus a month property taxes yeah. to that school that's putting this over on our young people. Right. How right. dare they? Right. right. How dare they? Well, you're pro-freedom. That's, I that's am pro-freedom. Right. And right. that is exactly where I come that's from. That's where I am. I'm and pro-freedom. I'm also, I've been jabbed three times, but I don't ask anybody else or want to force anybody right. to be jabbed three times. I'm right. also, it's those people work for us. They yeah. are not in there doing, you know, not supposed to be doing whatever they darn well please with no feedback. And how <laughs> dare they say... You can't come in front of us and speak unless we approve you to speak. Yes. Then you can only speak for five minutes, and we are not obligated to answer or listen. Yep. Yeah. Really? It's not just that. I mean, it's not only, this is outrageous. Not only are they are they recommending. Hold on your thought. We'll pick it up on the other side of the break. We got news coming up. Let's get to that. Then we'll continue our our discussion about this here on the Dave Ellswick Show, one hundred one one FM, The Answer. I've been telling you some of the great uh, stories for uh, Dustin Turner here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Here's another one for you. Uh, Tanya and Chris had heard uh, us talking about Dustin Turner's success in the real estate market, gave his team a call. Since they were moving out of state, they wanted to sell their home quickly and for the most money. Dustin shared his customized marketing plan, gave them advice on what they needed to do to attract the most buyers course they talk to dustin because they hear me say that you can trust the guy he's not going to lie to you. he's going to give you the the this this you know straight and skinny so they trusted his advice made all the needed changes the home was put on the market and they accepted an offer for fifteen thousand dollars over the list price in just two hours that's pretty good i haven't done that yet uh dustin helped them to find the top realtor in ohio to work at finding their new home. Talk about a total win-win. This happens with Dustin Turner. I told you that the big difference between Dustin and all the other marketers out there that are real estate agents, because that's what you are more than ever now, is that he gets your home on the Internet and in front of more eyes than everybody else. So people see your home on uh, the internet they fall in love with it they come out to see it they love it even more and they make an offer that's the way you walk away with more money than what you've been asking for all along so all you have to do is give them a call uh, ring them up at 501-952-2969 or you can google dustin turner the home team or go online to hometeamsoldit.com that's hometeamsoldit.com and you can start packing. All right, we got the full crew here today, and we were talking during the break about some different things. Um, I'm going to go back to Greg because he was starting to make a point when we broke, so I'll let him go back and finish up what he was thinking. <laughs> oh, you're, you're putting a burden on my ADD. Um, okay. <laughs> um, that, that's been well, a few moments <laughs> ago. Well, I think the talk about vaccine mandates, it's not just the suggestion that the school has any authority. I mean, they... No, no, nobody, no school yet has actually exercised any kind of authority to mandate vaccines. But what's problematic is they're actually uh, setting up clinics within the schools to vaccine to uh, to arrange for vaccination. Provide. So it's not so much the vaccine; it's the indoctrination aspect of that. 
Um, you're getting, you're normalizing children getting vaccinated, um, and you know they incentivize uh, vaccinations by you know giving them little trinkets so they get vaccinated. Oh, they're using like Big Bird. I'm sorry. They're using Big Bird. Big Bird. Uh huh. Big Bird's vaccinated. Sesame, like Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. You're oh, you're a bad person. You're not keeping your family safe. <laughs> What about what about Barney? They're not using Barney. Oh, I'm surprised. You know, as well as that. The other thing that we're working at, and, and Greg, I don't know if you're familiar with what uh, what's happening here in Cabot, and it's driving me nuts. If you want to talk to school board, you got to go get 50 signatures from whom is it, Missy? Who are the people that you got to get the? That's the Lowen County. They have to be registered. That's not okay. Oh, 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 wait. That's not to talk to them. That's to hold a special board meeting. Yeah. Okay. So you got to go and get this, you know, get these mm-hmm. uh, freaking sketch. Uh, no, those. This is a state uh, that's law. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, this is a state law that says if you can get mm-hmm. fifty patrons, parents in a school district no, no, no. on a petition, not you patrons. can force. They have to be registered voters. Registered so voters. we have a ton of military parents in our district that cannot not. sign our petition. Yeah. And this forces wow. a school board meeting. That's it. It yeah. doesn't force them to listen or take action or it do just anything forces else. Them it to just sit forces there. a that's meeting. One, just one of the variables. The superintendent can call it. Three bo- three board members can call it. Or fifty parents. Yeah. That's, uh, or know, if you're in Whitehall, the parents. If you're in Whitehall, you don't board. have to listen to anything because they have signatures and the school board and the superintendent's like, well, no, too bad. What what, <laughs> what we have in Conway so. is a school policy that says you must ask permission to address the board at a board meeting yeah i'd like to know where that ever came forth in this the country that believes in a first amendment not them. or maybe not so much they believe in a first i think amendment. It, it started with unions <laughs> and what they did because i looked through all of on the state the state school board side i've looked up policy i've read so many things and it's nowhere yeah. it's nowhere well, this it's is just, a local policy yep. that was changed Basically, in secret, I was at the meeting when it was adopted. It was not discussed nor read out loud, and mm-hmm. they passed it. And then you had to go and look at the documents to find out exactly yep. what was in the yep. policy about public meetings. Well, they've done very this on nebulous, their own for so quiet. long. We've turned our backs on school boards. That's all. And that's why we're in the position that we're in right mm-hmm. now. I would agree Just like with North Little Rock uh, School District, they just reelected themselves. They well, didn't even have an election. They didn't even have an election. Yeah. See what the governor said about. Uh, that's the ultimate conservative principle that the decision should be made at the school board level because that's the level of government closest to the people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ignoring the family unit, right? Um, and, and and individual rights. It's, right. it's you know somehow somehow the school Give board is the clearinghouse for constitutional government. rights of parents. Uh, and we now know we've now seen how that they not only ignore that, but they they just they they disregard it altogether. So. So if Power. somebody comes up to the Cabot School Board and wants to speak, do they just sign a paper and say they want to speak and they got to let you speak? or nope, how does They don't it... allow it at all. They don't even. I, I stood up in airing my grievance when they chose to continue masking K through 6, and I almost got arrested. <laughs> I had to put my finger up, and according to my, he told me, according to my First Amendment rights, I can air my grievance. You cannot arrest me. And, um, of course, I was shouted down by the pro-maskers who evidently do not wear masks anymore <laughs> now that they're not made to wear masks they're yes. quite happy to not wear How them funny. but um you may not speak and there have been people showing up prepared to speak last time we were there these dads were there to talk about something and they're like why didn't they just let us speak and we're like they don't let you speak yep. even if you call a board member ahead of time they don't care yep 
in Conway, the policy specifically says you have to submit ahead of time. Five days before. Well, in our case, I think it's two Mm -hmm. weeks. But nowhere in the policy does it say anything about they approve or disapprove your request. And I happen to know that they've been asking since August to talk with different people. I know we had someone speak in uh, September. He spoke about the statistics of COVID. That was it. Uh, But one of the people in Conway is trying to get in front of the school board now, and they're basically saying, no, no. Can you the school boards do this, Greg? No. There's no enforcement mechanism in statute. I mean, that's and that's something what they, they need to, to sue, and they're, so the they're not willing. So the legislature needs to get on the legislature stick. legislature needs to do that. Yep. Well, Arkansas Supreme Court has said the legislature has ultimate control over the schools. Okay. Yep. And they, like, like we talked earlier, they've absolutely abdicated that responsibility. They need to, A, flex regarding what the power they have over the schools. The schools can't do anything without legislative approval. That's the whole argument behind the lack of the ability to mandate masks. The legislature is not expressly granted the authority to mandate masks. Therefore, they can't do it. Right. That's the ultimate. Not to mention, you got the balancing of the constitutional rights of parents, which is the ultimate Mm -hmm. decision. Right. So um, school boards don't, school boards are under the impression they can do whatever they want to. (laughs) Well, I've had, you know, I've had school board members from other than Cabot say, well, Dave, we can't let everybody speak. If we did that, we'd be there all night. And I said, guess what? You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, you can stop and then you can pick, well, but you can pick it up in the next school board meeting. You just don't vote on what it is that you're going to vote on until you've heard the people well, speak. We can't right. possibly let the people speak. Well, oh and, my God! And what I told, we might have to listen and do something. Right. And what I told one of the board members is, I texted him. I said, "Do you have to respond to these parents' emails? Do you have? Nope, nope." And I said, yep. "That is why we need open public comment during every board because for them to listen, we could have a hundred parents emailing the same email, but none of us know. Right. See, that's so the whole we thing. They don't suit. want they it in public. In the dark. They don't want a public commenting period because they don't want other people to know what's actually going mm. on. And that's probably why Cabot created a committee because they don't want it talked about at the school right. board. They don't want it out in the open. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's why well, you always you said start a committee. That's the, that's the most offensive part about this whole thing. In my the most offensive part of the whole thing, in my opinion, is that. Parents are having to, parents like Missy and, and, and Heather um, are having to dig deep into their pockets to pay for the, their exercise yeah, of constitutional rights. Yeah, um, and, just and to the do what they should legislature be legislature can fix this in one afternoon, right? Uh, hopefully, uh, we're going to try to change that. Yeah, let's get a hold yeah. of Dan Sullivan and talk to him about uh, it. Yeah, Dan, Dan Sullivan and I are almost constant communication about this kind of thing yeah they um, that needs to be that yeah. really does need to be addressed well it's one of those conversations that how our case last year originated a couple so, of conversations between dan and myself so the problem with that are well, you is, talking about our lawsuit our lawsuit yeah. oh i wish we would push that through uh, i think we yeah. would have won well like i said they they i kind of got the rug pulled out from under us when they when they amended the emergency services act so, you know, I, I really had no place to go. We yeah. had a conversation. Yeah. I understand that. As far as looking for a legislative solution to the school board thing, it won't happen for another, what, year or more? Because we the next legislative session is a fiscal session. So they Unless they bills. get two-thirds of the... Unless they get two-thirds, and they might. The people that they show might. up that but, say, we need to deal with this. Financial yeah. sessions where you can actually... Talking the mic. Affect them more than you might. I'm yeah. hoping. The, yeah, the, I know the there's been session. talk about cutting on cutting on those budgets. Some. Yeah, you you take their money from them. This is all money driven. Mm-hmm. All this stuff is money well, driven. Yeah, yeah. Our, and our if you school- get the fiscal session and you have the ability to limit or to to, 
I call take some punitive action against school school boards not following the law. Yep. There, I think I think the te- the temperature of the legislature these days is in favor of that. I think I think you're going to see. I think see, you're right. I think you're going to see them drop the hammer on some of these school boards. In our in our Kim county, hammer. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Faulkner County School District has more joke. money than our city of Conway and our county of Faulkner County combined together in well, one just, city in our county. Just to play, on, play on the theme there, Dave. Uh, yes. you know, we, we could inflict some pain with that hammer. That's right. Oh, oh, yes. And probably need to, <laughs> yes. to be honest. That's, that's, it seems oh, to be the goodness. only way you get some people's attention. And uh, the pain that you have to inflict typically is monetary. And you yeah. might not know that Senator Hammer had the folks from the Arkansas, I want to say Education Association, the letter that came out about the, the AEA. And they were like, we knew nothing about that letter. We knew nothing about it. We're not on board with that. So he did do some speaking with some people in Arkansas about what happened with Biden in that letter. But uh, Arkansas didn't know anything about it. I bet Arkansas isn't the only state that didn't know anything about it. No, it doesn't surprise me at all. Mm -mm. All right, we'll get our final break in, and then we'll come back and finish up with our panel this morning. Hope you've been enjoying the discussion. There's, There's a lot of things that you have to do. If you're listening and you're not involved in the fight, then you're just settling with whatever happens. You don't want to have that type of thing happen to your children you want to be involved in making sure that what happens to your children is for their benefit and for their education don't forget about hillcrest designer jewelry eric is waiting for you to give him a call or stop by i went by on saturday and uh, i know she's asleep so i'll tell you i bought some uh i bought some stud earrings for my wife she doesn't have any uh, any diamond studs, so I bought some for her for Christmas. Because Eric tells me, and you get, ladies tell me, every lady wants a pair of stud diamond earrings. Well, Elizabeth's wearing hers right now. You know, they want those. So I I, I ponied up and, and went and got some. Yeah, now I did that Saturday. I put, picked them up Saturday. Eric helped me pick out the ones that uh, would have been nice. Uh, they're big enough they can be seen, but they're small enough that I can afford them. That's the way I look at it. Uh, 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard is where Eric is at, Sweet E. Give him a call, 501-246-3655, or stop by and visit with him. He opens up 10 o'clock every day, Monday through Saturday. Okay, so if you want to get involved, and I know that you do, I'm going to be a positive influencer today and say, I know. You want your voice heard. Let me turn it over to Heather. There's school board meetings happening tonight. Is that correct? That is correct. Where at? Tonight, we are having the Pulaski County Special School Board um, school board meeting, and it's going to be off of 925 East Dixon Road um, in Little Rock at 5 p.m., and we need people to show up. Oh, we that's really at a perfect time when people are working that right. they can show up, I know. right? Right. So but that's is. the law. That's the law. It right. has to be 5 p.m. or later, and so they choose 5 p.m. so right. no parents can show up. And we have 45 minutes to speak before they actually go into the normal meeting. Oh. So, so what's the status there? We're not really sure. They're still masking. Okay. Yeah, they're though. still they're yeah they're still masking, still masking for yeah. sure. But now yeah. they're going to make up their mind if they yeah. want to do another what sixty days. 
Correct. Is that yeah. kind of what right. they're looking at? Looking okay. for that zero. Yeah. Looking for that yeah. zero, zero hey, infection. as soon as Cabot stopped yeah. masking, we've been at zero, yeah. zero. Yeah. Zero. We're pretty amazing. <laughs> but, well, Pulaski County, they don't even have the numbers. I mean, what, they have like 13 or something like that? I think like we that? have 13 cases the last I looked at Conway. And Conway School Board <clears throat> and how meeting big, tonight. How, big, how many kids are in the Conway School District? Not sure. I don't know that number. I'm sure that's a very small percentage. Uh, well, they, it's they use very the tiny. Numbers. They the per th- out of the community. It's cases per ten thousand the community. Yeah. Okay. Well, which that's is, the CDC measure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, which is skewed because I mean the 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 demographic with the lowest percentage of, of cases is the is the demographic that's in schools. So they have to go exactly. to the community to get the full demographic to make the to number. Even, yeah, yeah to make that, where they make can that. get. But we also have a Conway School Board meeting tonight. It is at six p.m. 2200 Prince Street. That is the administration of the high school. What's on the agenda, do you know? um, Apparently, curriculum is not on the agenda because that was an excuse given for not allowing someone to speak. Okay, so you won't be talking about about CRT or anything like that? Uh, Well, the school board says, no, we're not going to talk about that tonight, so you're not allowed to speak. Okay. Not me, but someone who wanted to speak. You can't bring it up. You can't even bring it up because it's not on our agenda tonight. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's another thing that we're going to try to talk about. I don't know if it's going. Um, we're going to touch base on that tonight. But Pulaski County, the superintendent just signed a contract with um, social emotional learning. Oh my gosh, that's the new phrase. That's by the, the way, phrase. if you're right. out there and you're talking it's, about it's, social, social emotional, emotional learning, learning. It's, it's not just, critical it's race. An, it's not critical race. It's that's socio emotional right. learning now. It's just hidden we have form. it. Have it. It's we a hidden it. form of mm-hmm. critical race theory. S-E-L. The same person that came up with critical race theory. This is his son's. That was I a guess. theoretical basis for the Arkansas School Board Association to separate themselves from the National School Board Association because of that very thing. Mm-hmm. So now they're doing it independently. Right. Okay. Yep. And they're using it in the platform. So in Cabot, um, we use Edmonton, which is a huge, um, like, almost like a website that you can, reading eggs for little kids is on there, like all these different apps. But we use the testing system for health classes, and that is what we're having a problem with. So that was with the broken body part that we talked about last time another mother was like um why are they learning in health class that blm is a positive Uh influence Uh and can make positive social change in our community that was a question in health in health class in health so what they're doing is they're taking your social and emotional and intertwining it into every single class and making you um, think about issues that have nothing to do with what they're you're learning. spending right. teaching time talking cultural issues right. Right. instead of teaching them math english language science science yeah. mm-hmm. they're taking all that extra time and inculcating them with all these other things and the database and that pulaski uses is um they actually track it so it's like an online journal that you know they're mm-hmm. trying to fight and so kids can go in there and journal and talk about their feelings, right. but then it's saved forever, and teachers can go back uh-huh. and read uh-huh. this, mm-hmm. and maybe you had a bad year, and you're uh-huh. like, you know, I hated this person and that person. Well, these teachers can judge you right. later on, yep. and they don't care. So when they run for office 30 years later, all that, all that stuff. All right. That'd be exactly. up at right. Yep. Absolutely. It isn't just that you pulled Janie's pigtail now, you know, <laughs> right. I mean. And put, in well. and put it in the inkwell. put it in the inkwell. Who cares my if age. you can't read? How do you feel? <laughs> How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's the thing, you know. What facts are you basing on this? It just don't matter. It's a lefty thing, so it's all about your feelings. It's just dumbing down the system. That's all it is. It's just dumbing down our children. 
and it started. And does the state school board or Johnny Keys care? No, no, because I emailed not. them, and guess what they said when I said, "How did you even allow wit and wisdom in our state?" It fit. It fit. It fit. Yeah. And what by does the way, that mean? Uh, it fit, and now our kids are scoring so bad, it and oh, now what? they're learning that white man bad, white man kill, white man. Okay. I mean, it's it horrible. Fit your idea mm-hmm. of right. what you I'll, want to I'll teach text, people. I promise you, I will text Johnny Key again. <laughs> And invite him to my he show. He blamed it on Cabot oh, School Board do. for using Wit Why don't you invite him next yeah. Tuesday? They're using <laughs> the Conway. Oh, I know. It's horrible. We can just, set him right here. It just blew up yeah. in Conway a week or so ago. They finally and found Cersei out. And Cersei, too. Yeah. We don't have a Department of Education. We have two departments of health. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Who think they're legislative branches? Yeah, I'll just say, we're saying <laughs> all this is key. happening, but yeah. it's back to we, the people, to change this because we do know different and mm-hmm. we do have a constitution that says different, and we've got to get yeah, busy and right. make sure that these people, I won't even call them officials, understand we they work how, for us. How good is our Supreme Court about, uh, I'll get you in trouble here, uh, and following. <laughs> yeah, easy, I'm going to be in front of the Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, the state, the state Supreme Court was following what the state constitution says. Uh, do they have a pretty good record of it? They're pretty good, uh, you know. I, 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 you're not going to hear anything adverse about the Supreme Court from me. I've got to, I've got to be there. Here. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So yeah. Easy. So I, I, I have full faith in our Supreme Court that they are not only know the law but they'll follow the law. I mean, I've got to rely on that as a practitioner. I mean, that's that's our that's our benchmark. Right. That, that we know that when we ultimately get to a Supreme Court, the the law is what it is. Um, okay. And I and I and I you know. I have faith that they're that they're originalists and they're they're uh, textualists and they'll follow the law. I mean, well, I, I it's going to be interesting for the simple reason that there's going to be a lot of things coming up in front of them. I think over the next couple of years. Yep. Thanks for coming in, man. We appreciate oh, you right. stopping by. Love Talking you. to you on the phone is one thing; having you here in the studio is another. And letting you kind of t- turning you loose a little bit and letting you say what you what you're thinking and doing uh, and doing that missy always a pleasure to have you here we're going to keep you coming until we make some uh positive changes in cabot elizabeth good to see you again it's been three weeks i know man things happen so it's like my my right side of my brain hasn't been here (laughs) oh you know as far as that goes and then heather thank you so much thank you tell your dad i said hello Hello. we're going to take a break we got news bible guys are coming up we got good questions for him today that's up next on dave ellswick show Most of the Bible guys here. Billy's here. 
Scott's here. Steve is working, so he couldn't be here. And But we brought somebody in from California. Are you sure <laughs> that we want to have somebody from California <laughs> on? I'm going to tell you, this is, one of the, this is a misconception on people's parts. The church is strong in California. Mm-hmm. Most of it. Believers are, I mean, to be a believer in California, you have to be stronger than probably a believer in uh, South Georgia. Yeah, because they're attacking them left and right. That's right. And this is this is a strong man right here. For <laughs> okay. Sure. And his name is? His name is Garrett. Garrett. Garrett, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Glad to have you here. Where Do you... Do you uh, um, are you head of a church? I am not. No, I am a software developer, actually. Uh, very involved in my church back in California, but we've been friends with Pastor Scott for about 15 years, and we're out visiting for a couple weeks, so oh, cool. happy to be here. Come to see how the, the real people work. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to bring some of the great California policies to Arkansas oh, yeah. so we can lighten your darkness out here. <laughs> Where's that eject button? That's right. Yeah, I don't have a, a live button that I can push and make him be quiet. That's no. where the laugh track comes in. Here. Yeah, the laugh track. I, I need to get one of those. So anyway, yeah, it's it's good to have you here. We thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. So we're going to ask you to give your testimony real quick. When did you find the Lord? Uh, it was 2004. I was 17 years old. So it was an interesting kind of upbringing. I had, uh, when I was young, I went to church with my grandma uh, until I was 10. She died when I was 10. And I was at daycare one day, and I was talking to this other girl who was 10 years old, and she said that she was an atheist. And I had never heard of atheism. I'm like, what's an atheist? And she goes, it means you don't believe in God. I go, you're, you're allowed to not believe in God. <laughs> I just thought everyone believed in God. Yeah, so right. I heard that, and I decided, no, oh, I guess I'll be an atheist. So I decided to become an atheist then for the next seven or so years I was doing my own thing. And then when I was 17 years old, I just was kind of curious what was going on. I started seeking truth. Uh, I kind of avoided Christianity for a while. I was uh, trying to read the Quran. I was going to Buddhist temples and just trying to kind of flush it in. And coincidentally, around that time, I had a friend invite me to church, uh, to youth group, to play drums in the youth band. So I hadn't been to church in seven or so years but and that's and that's what you want you want a a a guy who is half buddhist half atheist <laughs> playing drums in your in your, church. In your, in your youth yes. worship team that's what everyone is looking for and so i started playing drums in the bands uh they put me on the roster i was coming back every week and uh during that time i was asking the same questions i had been asking uh to to the buddhists and to the hindus and to the muslims and I was in this place where suddenly they were actually able to give me the answers. And I remember I would keep our pastor in the parking lot for three or four hours after service wow. every week just asking questions. And they were some of them were probably good questions. Some of them were really stupid questions. But he, <laughs> he had patience with me. He answered the questions. And about six months later, uh, it was December 28th, 2004, I decided to give my life to the Lord. Right. And you got dunked, huh? <laughs> it took it took a while for me to get dunked, but uh, okay. for but those yeah. for those who don't know that technical theological term, we're, <laughs> we're referring to baptism, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I, under, I understand. I I just use those kind of terms to make it easy for everybody, <laughs> so to speak. Anyway, it's good to have you here. Thank you. All right. On your software, are you work, is it with a Christian firm? Is it with a secular firm? Uh, I've worked for a couple companies, uh, none of which are explicitly Christian. I've been doing their uh, iOS development. So I do uh, iPhone apps, iPad apps. Oh, and that's cool. what I've been doing for the last five or six years. Oh, that's, that's cool. We need 
more apps. <laughs> and what y'all couldn't see was Dave roll his eyes. Yeah. Well, they could see it, right? Yeah, yeah. You, are, you are looking at the camera. That's, yeah, I'm hoping true. to have Christian Angry Birds. If I can get Christian that off the ground. No, then Christian be... Angry Birds. I like that. We're going to name that Upset Angels. Upset yeah. Angels. Not Angry Birds, but Upset Angels. Archangels. Yeah, That's go. what we need, Archangels. All right, first question, guys. You ready? Yeah. Can we be sure of anything anymore? I cannot believe the news, the politicians, teachers, and now some ministers. What is a Christian supposed to do in these times? How do we discern truth from fiction? Well, let me just start it off by saying, what did Paul say? Yeah, which is? Yeah, the word. That's it. That's it. The word. If it doesn't align with the word, it's not true. Yeah. That's simple. Yeah. Well, uh, jumping straight to the first part, uh, can we be sure of anything anymore? The answer is yes. Uh, you can be sure of, of the Scripture. Uh, that is the place where you're going to contain truth. I get what they're saying, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't, you know, you listen to one party, they're going to say one thing. You listen to the other party, they're going to say just the opposite. You you watch one newscast, they're going to emphasize one aspect of the situation mm-hmm. and then the other one with something else. So, um, and yeah, and the teachers are not... Are not teaching two plus two equals four anymore. As, as I understand it, in Oregon now, uh, I think it's Oregon um, that they took away the need to have any um, math proficiency. Was that it? That you could still graduate without being able yeah, to? Yeah, I'm not sure uh, it was Oregon, but yes, um, completely removed. Well, math is racist, right? Uh, that's yeah, I heard that, and, yeah. and that was the that was the underlying point there, right? Yeah. So the long and short of it, you may not be able to get uh, truth or understanding or security in society, but yes, we can still be sure of this, and that is that God's truth is still true, and it will always be true. So you can certainly be, find your truth in the Scripture. Here's the deal, though. When you go to the Scripture, you can't take your own opinion with you. Right. If you do take your own opinion, you only take it there for you to crucify it. Because <laughs> when, when the Bible says one thing and your opinion says something else, something has to give. And what has to give is you. And you have to give your opinion away uh, to God. So Because amen. your truth oh. does not surplant Biblical truth. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and just, just while we're at it, just go ahead and jettison this whole idea of your truth. Yeah, I, I've been trying to do that for a long time now. You're just deceiving yourself. There is the truth. Yep, that's it. Pilate, Pilate asked the question, what is truth? And he was staring in the face of truth when he asked that that's question. That's exactly right. Yeah. And he gave him the answer. He did. He did. And he still couldn't have, handle it. He is the answer. You know, it's kind of like a few good men. The that's, truth you can't handle the truth. truth. You know, that's kind of how it was. All right. So uh, that's a pretty easy one well, and I think for us to answer. If, yeah, go ahead. If I can jump in real quick, I want to I wanna point out that uh, when, you're, <clears throat> when you're looking at things, so like let's say you're, you're trying to parse if something on the news is true or something that a teacher is saying is true, uh, be careful that you are skeptical of people that you agree with. So often you'll be on social media and you'll see a meme and you immediately agree with what the meme's saying – so then you go, I'm going to share this because some old lady at church posted this on Facebook. It must be true. And now you're spreading this information that you haven't verified. And so yeah. there are people on the other side that are telling lies, but there are people that are on your side that are also so, uh, telling lies. So make sure if you're going to proclaim something, if you're going to share something with your friends, take five minutes, ten minutes, do some research and make sure that that is not only aligning with the reality of the world, but it's aligning with God's word. I'd be surprised if really old people, I mean, when I talk about old people, I'm talking about anybody who's older than me, uh, would be sharing 
the memes that I laugh at. <laughs> all right, just just to be honest, all right, just so you'll know. I, I will say that there's there's obviously some frustration in this question, right? The the individual is, while they've not used the word frustration, the question itself, and the way it's worded, uh, implies some frustration with the world. Uh, please understand that you are not alone. Yeah, uh, and please understand that. The Bible indicated that this would be the situation mm-hmm. as we entered these these final days, these final years, um, that the world would be absolutely upside down, would seem completely uh, off kilter to those of us who were still attached to the anchor. Now, if you're if you're being tossed by the wind, it's it's actually a good sign that you're looking around and going, this doesn't make any sense anymore, mm-hmm. um, because that means you still have an anchor somewhere. Uh, it's those who look around and are thrilled by what they see that really concern me these yeah. days. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what I, concerns I, me is when <clears throat> I get on the internet and I look, I, I read a lot of stories on the internet. I, that's what I do to share with you that are here. And sometimes I only share bits of things that I read on the internet. But when I see uh, a story <laughs> out and I want to see how dark our culture is becoming yeah, and I see a Saturday night live script that has a woman dressed as a clown and talking about abortion. Mm. I know that we are in dark, dark times. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. I'll send I don't it know what you're talking about. It's, it's terrible. It was a, supposed to be, I guess, funny. Yeah. But as I watched it, it becomes tragic. When yeah. you listen. Supposedly, I guess the, the woman who plays this clown uh, had an abortion at 23. And she's talking about it as a clown, and it's just. I, like, don't, I don't. I don't get what. I don't get why that she. Would, is, is this one of these shout your abortion? Yeah, people? kind of about yeah, you know, be uh, proud that you had an abortion. I saw. I one mean, of now that yesterday. should that also tells you how dark it's gotten. Yeah, yeah for sure. That well, people stand up. Yeah, I killed my baby. What's a big deal here? You know, I just like. Just, is that dark? That is dark. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, Isaiah said you know, that there'll be a time where we're going to call good evil and evil good, yep. dark light, light dark, bitter sweet, sweet bitter. We're, we're in those times that we yep. we have now reversed that which is good, and we're calling the good uh, evil, and the evil we're calling it uh, we're calling it good. If we didn't think we were close to the precipice, then all we need to do is look at mess like that. You want to know what the biggest lie is? What's that? It's it's my body. No, no, it's, it's not. not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not do, your do, body. Do you, do you That's have two hearts? Point. Do you have two brains? You yeah. don't. There's another body on the inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you say, well, I'm the one who has to take care of it if it's born. Well, okay. So. You mean the consequences of your actions? Yeah. Why shouldn't. Well, then my question is, why shouldn't a mother who gets tired of raising her kid not be able to, to kill it? Well. Or, or then the next step is, you know what? My parents are old and decrepit. I've got to take care of them. Right. Let's just euthanize them. I wouldn't, uh, really, I wouldn't willing that. to take care of a child, so why would I be willing to take care of a parent? Right? There was a but, Governor Lamb of Colorado who made the statement <clears throat> that, you know, if you're an aged person, that you should be just like a leaf on a tree and fall off and die and add to the compost. What and, in the world are you talking yeah. about? And it's a, it was yeah. a, the former Governor of Colorado, Lamb. He was. Uh, he's. No, I'll, I'm going to have to play a lot of this stuff for you uh, yeah, I, here I to, on the show. I have to admit, I don't, I don't uh, dive into that too much. But, you, but what would happen if they had the same attitude towards puppies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, nah. they, would, they would string you up. Yeah, yeah right. How dare well, you well, put the, them in a bag and drown them? The news just came out that Fauci uh, was funding 
experimentation on puppies, and a bunch of people are getting really upset about yeah, that. Yeah, they're more upset they're, about they're that. They're not upset about all the things that have been happening in the last year, but Incredible. you bring puppies into the picture, yeah, and people are weaponizing viruses. They're not worried about that. Right. All I'll tell you, just yeah. read the first few chapters of The Stand. Maybe you'll be a little bit more worried about it as far as that's concerned. All right, let me tell you about Pat Davis, and then we'll come back here with the Bible guys. Uh, Pat Davis wants you to know that he is set up to talk to you right now it's a time for you to be looking for your health insurance that you want you want to save some money on it in fact you can look for health insurance anytime Uh, right now when you say uh, choosing you're talking about folks like myself that the government says we know how to do it better and so you'll be on medicare but the, the better the bottom line is you can get health insurance now for much cheaper rates than you used to be able to pack and save you 30 to 50% on your health insurance. You can get you whatever provider that's here in the nation uh, to work uh, with his plan. And uh, it's great for people who are self-employed. It's uh, also actual insurance. It's not a share plan. Keep that in mind. And no co-pays. So I've given you a lot of positives there to talk to Pat about. I want you to call him. He's not going to keep you longer than five or ten minutes. 501-605-6935 is the number. 501-605-6935. Or go visit him online. He goes by Your Health Plan Man because that's what he is. Yourhealthplanman.com. Okay, so I want to get past our questions today because yesterday I had Scott on because we were talking about wokeism all right Mm -hmm. in our country and it's it's bad i'm just telling you it's where we're at is not good uh i keep saying this to you and i hope that it will find a place in your brain and will lodge itself and that is you can be using the same words that you've used for decades right but your the other people are using them too but they're speaking from a dic- different dictionary. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Totally different uh, definition of the words that you've been using for a long, long time. All right. I just say, that, that, that's very much the the way that the, the Nazis did things. That's yep. exactly right. They started redefining terms. And if you redefine terms and you can change the language, you can change the narrative, and you can change the way people think. We started doing this, you know, back during the Obama administration where they said, okay, we're not going to call this terrorists anymore. These are now man-made disasters. They, <laughs> they be, I mean, but the thing is that there is a section of our society that bought into this redefining of, uh, of terms. And unfortunately, the church has bought into a lot of yeah, these Yeah, it's not breastfeeding anymore. It's chest feeding. Oh, is it? I had heard yes. that one. Oh. Yes, chest feeding because, because men a don't man have... can be a woman. <laughs> All right. So you got to make room Do for that thought. Track. Yeah, yeah. It should be a laugh track, but yeah. sad to say it is. it is not. All right. Just saw that the White House is going to go forward with the mandates, even though the courts have blocked them. What do you make of this? Well, it's lawlessness. That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Is this not breaking the separation of powers and, in fact, breaking the law? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And it will be determined in the Supreme Court. Yep. All right. And they're going to lose. I believe that they're going to lose. So Bible guys, is this a part of the end of days? Rebellion and lawlessness. Can I just tell you, it's been part 
of the world since the fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I think it is part of the conditioning that needs to happen. Um, we know that there's coming a time when there will be a much stronger mandate, and that mandate will be take this mark and bend the knee or we'll cut your head off. Uh, and you need to precondition. You can't just... I mean, how many Christians said, well, I'd rather just have my head cut off. But if you precondition a population, you get them accustomed, you know, the, the whole uh, boiling the frog very slowly, right? Uh, we, we hit you with we hit you with something that you can object to and, and we back off. And then the next time they hit us with a mandate, they don't, they don't back off quite as fast. And then, then one after that and the one after that, this is just the beginning of dominoes that will start to fall where there'll be more and more mandates. And it's just preconditioning you to say yes to these sorts of things so that when the final mandate comes, you'll already be ready to say yes. Yeah. We were talking on the way over here. We actually used that exact analogy. Um, there was a book years ago. I didn't read the book, um, but um, I heard uh, descriptions of the book. You may have heard of it, uh, Dave. It's a book called Nudge, and it was written yeah. by a, a leftist basically saying what you're saying, that the, the country won't buy into our agenda. Right. Uh, they'll reject it if they know what it is. So what we need to do is just nudge a little bit to the left and then back off and let them get used to it. Right. Then right. nudge a little bit more. And that's Ta- what they've been doing for uh, years. Talk about patience. Yeah. I mean, the, the patience to do something like that and, and to see the the, uh, the end goal. And we have to be smarter than that and realize that this little nudge is not just a little nudge. It has a destination. Yep, it's one and, step. And we have to be aware of that. Uh, but, going, but going back to the question, I think that um, – about they mentioned rebellion and lawlessness. I'm, I believe they're referring to uh, the end of days, referring to scripture. Whenever the Bible mentions lawlessness, and I agree that what's happening, what the White House is doing, is lawlessness. I mean, whenever, whenever Trump, for example, said, "Okay, we're going to have a a ban on certain countries coming in for a period of time," the same countries that Obama put, um, a, a, some random court stood up and said, "I'm blocking that." And what did Trump do? He stepped back and let it be blocked he didn't keep doing it if if trump would have done this here and said i don't care we're gonna go ahead and go forward with it anyway and the country would have melted into yeah. they into, would into, have into impeached him right there right so and <laughs> again but, yeah so but when the, when when the bible is talking about lawlessness it's not talking about american law right right when it mentions lawlessness it's referring to to god's law yeah uh and so uh there is lawlessness abounding uh and you see the results in disregarding our law here is because we've already rejected uh, right. God's law. And um, actually, one of the titles of the Antichrist is the lawless one. And it's not referring to breaking the speed limit in America. It's referring to the rejection of God's uh, of God's law. You I'm, I'm just picturing the, the Antichrist driving really fast on the freeway and being chased <laughs> by all these cops. Well, no, but I like what you said at the beginning that... <clears throat> This has been going on for thousands of years. That Since I think a lot of, yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of times we think of of the last days, and we go, "Oh, well, the last days started when Biden was elected, or the last days nope. started when Obama or Clinton was elected." Paul or Peter was preaching in Acts chapter two mm-hmm. that they were in the last days yeah. then. So yeah. these last days have been lasting a really, really long time, and maybe there's been an ebb and a flow. But yes, we're seeing. A lot of the things taking place now, we're getting worried about them. But a lot of these things have been happening for hundreds and thousands of years. Our country has been, you know, sheltered from some of these. Now it's kind of creeping in. And it's important for us, like Pastor Scott said, not to uh, be judging these things relative to what was happening a week ago or a month ago or a decade ago, but judging judging these things based on God's word. Amen. Yep. Absolutely. That's the only place we can go to find out 
where the truth lies. And, sure. and I, I think that is what you're what we're what we're seeing happen in this country is probably the direct result of the fact that the mission that God had for this country when He created us is probably at an end. Yeah, and therefore it's time for us to leave the world scene. Well, All right. biggest mistake you can make every morning when you get up is to look at the world and say, "This is the way it should have been." No. Don't forget about East End Towing. They're ready to help you. If your car breaks down on the side of the road, you call them, 888-8849. That's 501-888-8849, and they'll be happy to uh, come out and uh, help you out. And it doesn't matter the situation. What do I mean by that? You say, Dave, if my car breaks down, my car breaks down. Yeah, but what if you're towing your boat? What if you're towing your trailer? What do they do now? Well, they've got the answers for that as well. You call them. East End Towing will take good care of you. The phone, the phone number again, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. Put it on your phone. Keep it with you because uh, you just never know when that's going to happen. I'll give you a perfect example. Sunday night, I took my uh, granddaughter to the movies with my wife, and we went and saw... Uh, Halloween Kills. She was a, she's in the horror movies. I'm in the horror movies, and I I took her to go see it. And uh, we came out. I got in the car. Wouldn't start. Would not start. That's it. And uh, we had it uh, towed over to Joe's. Joe's called me yesterday. Said it's it's done about four o'clock, and uh, was had to put a new starter in. So we put a new starter. In. Mm. I'm still still going to drive that old car. All right, don't look old. But, uh, you know, I bought it back in uh, 2010, so I've had it for a while. I, I've used it East uh, East End several times. Done a good job very, for you. Very very punctual. Very professional. They even come to your come to your house if you have your uh, a flat tire, or even if your, your yep. battery is uh, messed up. They, they can fix it on the spot. Or you lock your keys in the car. Oh right. They'll even pop your yeah, pop your window or whatever they're good guys they, they, they do good, good really good job east end towing don't forget them again 501-888-8849 all right here's something i wanted to get in today because we were asked some questions about it uh, uh in one of our questions about wokeism and they heard pastor scott on with me yesterday on my show because i was talking about it and I wanted him on, and I started talking about it because a politician, uh, Texas, who said, "Yeah, said he was Christian," and said that uh, Jesus Christ was the first woke person. Oh, yes, yeah, all that because he was the first woke person. And here we go again. All right, it's just what I've been saying all show. You use the same language or same words, but. They come out of different dictionaries. Justice, equality, equity, all of those words mean different things to somebody on the left than they do in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Now, what's scary is that a lot of people don't understand this, and they go, well, they must be Christian. And so they bring it into the church. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and all your, you know what you're doing? You're bringing poison. You're taking poison. Yep. That's, That's what right. you're doing. You're taking poison. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're attacking the church at its most basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus was not woke. No. 
<laughs> Just telling you, he wasn't a woke individual. If you take wokeism as defined uh, today, it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, this, this is a, it's a modern phrase developed in urban uh, America. There's no. It just it's, it's exasperating to even to, even to yes, talk it about is. it. But but it's true. And what we have happening here is just like these quote woke people have stolen our history, and they've stolen uh, parts of our culture. It's stealing now parts of our economy. They're now attempting to steal the most transformative thing in the entire planet, and they're trying to steal Jesus. Yeah. They're trying to make Jesus something that he is not. Well, they're changing the the, the definitions. The, the com- and the yeah. left does this all the time. You were right when you said that's what the Nazis did. It's exactly what the Nazis yeah. Yeah. did. It's exactly what the Soviets did, the Bolsheviks. You know, whenever whenever uh, certain uh, terrorists are, are speaking and they're being they're being translated and they'll say things like you know we condemn uh, the killing of all innocent life you think uh, from our perspective we think okay good they're finally coming out and saying that they're condemning the terrorists who killed that school bus full of children mm-hmm. but for them you're not innocent if you are an israeli you're not innocent. and now what are we what are being told by these woke people if you are born a certain color you're already guilty of of racism just because you are that's right if right. you're born white so, you can't help it it's so, in your dna so so their d- definitions are like you said are are completely different and mm-hmm. completely changed there's a um a, a movie that uh, was released this uh, past week i have i happen to have been uh, interviewed in this movie it's a documentary uh, and it's basically it's it's called enemies within the church and it deals with how wokeism has entered into the uh entered into the church and it's beginning to uh divide uh even the, the the largest denomination we have, which is the Southern Baptist Convention, mm-hmm. because wokeism is being brought into the church. Yes, it and, is. And we're now trying to take biblical terms and terminology and redefine them based upon today's morals or today's ideas. But of here's wokeism. the key, Scott: they don't tell you the redefinition. No, of course not. Of it, all right. They let you assume that if they say, uh, you know, uh, justice. That you mean justice as the Bible says there's justice. That's not, not the justice that they follow. No. And, and see, everybody wants justice. But then again, uh, the leftist idea of justice is going to be one thing. A Republican or a right person is going to be another. But at the end of the day, the only justice that really matters is God's justice. Amen. And the, the, the Hebrew word for justice is the word mishpat. And it not only means justice, but it also means judgment. Uh, and um, and God's judgment is always just, uh, but we don't want the judgment of God. We want the judgment of of man that varies and alters from one uh, generation and one decade to the next. No, Jesus was not quote woke as it is defined uh, today. It's not even a word that can be applied. I mean, come on. Yeah, it was. Matter of fact, I I read through that and and immediately rejected. It. I was like, there, there's no way that anyone's buying this, and it took me about. Fifteen minutes later, when I went, no, no, there are there are huge sections, huge people mm-hmm. uh, of our culture that are absolutely on board with that statement. Absolutely, so um, it's it's disgusting. Um, and the question becomes: How much longer will God allow His name and His honor to be mm-hmm. defamed before He finally goes, "Okay, you know what? That's enough." Yeah, and, and like like the daddy that nobody wants spanking him. I, look. Pulling a belt out of a pair of jeans still sends shivers down my spine because my daddy wasn't afraid of that sort of thing. <laughs> but but when the big dad comes back with the iron rod, mm-hmm. which is what scripture tells us is coming next, yeah. um, 
I'll be on my face. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I've done my best to live a righteous life, but guess what? I'm, I'm going to be face down, and yeah. so will the rest of us. Yeah. So, yeah. well, let me let me suggest two books for people to read. Uh, one <laughs> is called "Social Justice Is Not Biblical Justice." Right. That book is is out now, and the other is "Christianity and Wokeness." Both of those books are very good. I'm reading them because I'm going to teach a life group on that at my church mm, so good. people can be aware of where all of this is, is heading and wh- how they're trying to make inroads into the church. You know, the ark was built to keep the water out. Right. All right. If you're walking around the ark and you're up to your knees in water, there's something wrong. Right? Yeah. All right. And that's where we're at in the church today. I mean, that's why some denominations, I wonder where they're coming from because they're anti-biblical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. I mean, I, I'm one of them. I say it all the time. Scott's heard me, heard me on this show. Just write Ichabod across the top of their churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're yeah. an enemy. Yeah. And that's, and that is a, that's what we have to be willing to look at we in the church has been very good about just burying our head in the sand and that's why from 1980 to 2010 18 percent of the church attendance in the, in the u.s dropped yeah. but we're not talking about why because my church looks good so we we look at things just from our tiny little purview and we tend to judge the the state of the church based upon what's happening in our little group and so we don't talk about the issues we don't we don't we don't look truth in the face and then say okay we have this problem. How do we deal with it? Instead, we are very good about ignoring it. And and I've, I've told people this a thousand times. I lived in Europe half of my life. I used to live in the future, and I would come back to America to tell the past what the future looks like if we don't change. Right. That's such a and, great teaching tool you had. And 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 people were like, well, that's never going to happen. We're America. We, right. We've got the Mayflower Compact. It's, it's all going to be good. And here we are today having people trying to steal Jesus away from us. Yeah. I mean, what's it like in, in California? Yeah, what's comes? going Things on in California? Are great in California. <laughs> okay. Could not be better. No, but I, I think it's I think it's important when we're talking about this, uh, talking about burying your head in the sand, that we don't surrender these terms to other people. Agreed, you know, yeah. a lot of people will be saying, you know, like we need justice and we're marching for justice and marching for equity. The Bible talks about justice. God loves justice. Right mm-hmm. here, I'm looking at Psalm 98. The Bible says that God will judge the world with equity. So these are biblical terms. What, what happens is people appropriate these terms. They change the meaning. They try to use them for their causes. And then a lot of times Christians' response to that is to just stop using those words and to avoid those words and point. almost adopt the idea that, oh, equity is bad because they're saying it's good. But what we need to do rather is we need to define these words biblically and teach our people what the Bible says about justice, what the Bible says about equity and righteousness, so that when people are coming and giving us these false and fake terms, that not only do we know that they're wrong, but we can correct those and we can shepherd our people in the truth. When Jesus was tempted by Satan, Satan comes and he's tempting, he's uh, quoting scripture Twisting. Yeah, yeah. He, he quotes Psalm 91, which is a, a fantastic chapter of the Bible. He quotes it to Jesus to try to tempt Jesus into doing wrong. Jesus doesn't abandon Psalm 91. He quotes it in Luke chapter 10, verse uh, 17 through 19. So he's quoting the same verse, but he's using it the correct way. And it's important for Christians to be taught what is biblical justice, what is biblical equity, so that we can protect our people and we can live out the truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just some. It, it scares me. 
is that people are not paying attention to what the other side means yep. when they say certain words. Yep. Yep. You got to understand. You got to understand that stuff so that you don't let it get into your church. You start letting water in the ark at that point. And whenever, whenever I have dealt with things uh, like this to work to um, bring correction to misunderstandings or new definitions, I have people come to me and say, you shouldn't be talking about politics from the pulpit. And I've told them a hundred different times, when when politicians politicize a biblical issue, you better believe I'm going to talk about it. Right. You this, got is, to. this is not a political issue. It's a biblical issue that has been politicized. This is we're about taking truth back. and falsehood. The, uh, right. And if we don't deal with it, if we don't rip the, the scab off, then we're going to allow infection to continue to fester, and eventually we're going to have to lose the arm of this thing. Right. Now, let me give you an example. All right, justice. Let's just talk justice, all right? You know, God wants everybody to be treated with justice, Mm -hmm. no matter what your color is. Agreed. He wants you or your sexuality or anything. God wants justice. Justice isn't, hey, we got to go over here and look specifically just at this color to figure out justice. Right. See, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely wrong. <laughs> it's a totally different view of what justice is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand that, you can get yourself in some places you don't want to be. The only arbiter of justice is God. Whatever God says is true and just, then that's it. Stop the discussion. We have been given the manual on what true justice looks like. But, you know, when you have people rejecting the Ten Commandments from major pulpits across the uh, the mm-hmm. country, you're going to substitute godly justice from some um, social construct. The Ten Suggestions? Is it, say again? Not the, oh, ten the Ten Suggestions. suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The ten. Whenever a Christian tells me they don't believe in the Ten Commandments, I steal the wallet immediately and very quickly <laughs> – they decide, hey, well, I, I like that one. Yeah. When, yeah. when I'm the victim, I, I like the Ten Commandments. Yeah. All right. We got to take a break, and then we'll be back. And Danny has a question, so we'll get him involved in the conversation as well. Are you concerned about out-of-control government spending, soaring inflation, political unrest, and the rapid decline of the U.S. Do- the dollar? Uh, the reason that you probably are is you see your nest egg going down. Uh, millions of Americans now invest in silver and gold to protect that. Don't let 1970-style inflation destroy your retirement. Learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, IRAs, your 401K, and hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315. Uh, David Lucas Financial works with one of the only regulated and licensed natu- uh, national wholesalers in the country, so you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. Here's a number to call, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, let's get a caller in. Danny, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Your question for the Bible guys. 
Well, I guess maybe it's not so much a question as a statement. Uh, you know, you guys were talking about how, you know, some churches are quote unquote so woke, and you're absolutely right, no question whatsoever. But churches that have are sticking to the Bible, they have people coming to them from nowhere. We had a meeting last night at our church. It was our regular council meeting, and that was one of the things that we were discussing. You know, when this when this COVID thing started, we were, you know, we're really afraid of what was going to happen because they were telling us that we had to shut down. We did not have one single Sunday that we didn't have a pastor in our pulpit preaching the Word of God. Mm. We live-streamed it. We might not have 10 people there who were in the process of doing that work, but if anything, our church has grown and has become much stronger than it has been in 20-plus years that I've been a member there. So if you stick to your guns, God will definitely bless your churches. Now, there are churches out there, and, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a test. You know, if anybody is sitting in their church and the church is, you know, pastor or whomever, is discussing their perspective on things of life and that, well, God has changed his mind on this, <laughs> that is a signal to get up and run if you actually think you're in a real church. Yeah, yeah. you need to run. You need to run as fast as you can. Absolutely. Uh, because you've given up You've given up the Bible at that point. Yeah. And if you're not promoting what the Bible says, then as far as I'm concerned, you're not a church. You're right. just a, the a country Bible, club. Absolutely. The, the Bible is the absolute truth. And anytime anybody rejects that or believes they can change that, then you have, you have departed from what reality is. That is reality. And, and, and there are churches out there today in in this community that are doing that yes they are well i'll tell you what if they're out saying that practicing homosexuals can preach from the pulpit run run i'm just saying run you need to absolutely run because they'll they'll give you all they're going to give you a big big explanation about about grace and they're going to give you about the truth of love and all of that and it's all false it's all false. Danny, thanks for your call. We gotta, we're got we going to move on because I know we wanted to cover a few more things uh, here. And I want to take it back to Scott. I'm your, your, your buddy that's here today yes. from California. So what do you think what we're doing today? No, I'm, I'm enjoying what we're talking about. I think that these are very important topics uh, for Christians to be discussing. And They're not being preached. They need to be preached. That's right. They do. They do. Well, and even like you had mentioned, I'd be curious if, if you guys have any recommendations on this. You had mentioned uh, kind of those two uh, book recommendations yeah. for, uh, you know, one of them was, you know, social justice and biblical justice or something. Yeah, yeah. Wokeism and, and Christianity yeah. and things and, of that nature. Yes. And both of those books sound reactive. It's a response to unbiblical teaching of justice or, mm-hmm. or false teaching in society of justice. But even then, I'd, I'd be curious to go back further do we have books teaching biblical justice for the sake of biblical justice? Not a response, but I feel like that's one of the reasons that, that we're losing ground in this battle is because we aren't talking about these things until someone does it wrong, mm-hmm. and then we're responding. Right. And so, whereas if we've been teaching biblical justice for the last 30 years, we would yep. have avoided a lot of this stuff. I, I think there is a book that handles that pretty well. <laughs> And it's a big, thick book. And because it's a big, thick book, people don't read it. 
and as a result, <laughs> as a result, yeah. we end up having a, a, that is the real problem. The, the real problem is people do not spend time in the Bible, yeah. and therefore the only thing that they're getting is what their pastors or friends or whatever are telling them or what they're reading on the internet. No, no, no. Tell you what, take some time, crack that thing open. Uh, probably its spine has never even been bent. Sorry, I'm on a bit of a tirade this morning, but crack that thing open and read it for yourself. It, it's it's not difficult. Except what it says. When it says thou shalt not, what that means is thou shalt not. And when it oh, says thou shalt not. That's your interpretation. You shall not. There you go. Thank and you. And when it says you shall, what it means is you shall. Um, it, it's it's really, you know, we try to make this super complicated and we want to spend all this. And as, as a preacher, I, I'm guilty, right, of trying to delve deep and pick out the nuances. But here's the deal. When God created the law, he created it so that a seven-year-old... When he heard the the reading of the entire Torah once every seven years, that a seven-year-old could hear it, understand it, and live by it going forward. And act on it. It's not that hard. Amen. All right. Anything else you want to add in, Scott? you got one minute. Well, we meet at uh, 10 o'clock at 701 Napa Valley Drive. I'm continuing my sermon series called Jonah. And uh, I believe it'll be an eye opener. And also on uh, Shabbat, mor- on Shabbat at uh, one o'clock, we also have a service, a Shabbat service for all those who want to experience the Messianic experience of Christianity. That happens also on our campus at seven hundred one Napa Valley Drive. All right, think about it. Just attend. All right, whichever one you want to come to, attend. Ch- attend church. It's important that you attend church. Amen. One more thing, Dave. Yes. We have also a campus in England, Arkansas, also starting at uh, 10 o'clock. So uh, Mm -hmm. you want to check that out. It's called Word of Life. No, very cool. All right. Let's take a break. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. All right. Don't be bringing anything from California we don't want. (laughs) You guys keep us from bringing vegetables there. We want you to keep your thoughts to yourself. All right. Dave Ellswick Show tomorrow, 6 a.m. See you then. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.